Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 94th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. This is the 54th episode as part of my partnership with The Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have Sofia Coelho, who was most recently a junior art director and who has been freelancing you know, since graduating from Miami Ad School. So she wasn't necessarily laid off because of COVID, but just, you know, maybe having a, a bit of a harder time finding a full-time job at the job market, you know, looks like it does. But Sophia, really happy to, to have you on. No, thank you. Thank you for, for having me on. Yes, uh, you're right. Uh, wasn't, thankfully, I wasn't really uh, laid off, but it's, it's kind of tough out there to find a job. <laughs> totally. Maybe just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with the pandemic for the last year, where you're quarantining, and how you've been keeping busy. So I'm in Miami and Miami isn't that much of a, it's like a no man's land here. So it's pretty wild. Uh, I think there was one time that uh, I actually had to quarantine when I got COVID, but that was, I think that was the closest that we felt in terms of like how quarantine actually feels. Uh, but last year was a, it was a weird year for for me, for everyone, I had just graduated, I had all these big dreams of, you know, oh, okay, let's go and, and get this agency job. And <laughs> didn't work. But in, the, in hindsight, uh, I was able to freelance a lot on my graphic design skills. So in, in terms of, I kind of like moved a little bit from art direction into graphic design and, and that aspect. So it's picked it up a lot of clients and branding, content creation. So in that aspect, it was it was a really good year uh, for me and in, in like learning more skills, uh, getting more familiarized in how to deal with clients and everything. So despite everything that that went on, I it was it was a great year uh, for me in terms of like growing and, and career wise. So I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, it's great that you didn't kind of just sit back and say, "No, what? Hey, it's a pandemic. I have an excuse <laughs> to to wait." But we're able to get some freelance opportunities, and like you said, at least get better at, at being a designer, being an art director and continuing to learn your skills. So I think that's, that's really great that you did that. But maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself, how you became an art director. I think you graduated from Miami Ad School. So maybe a little bit about that. And then maybe some clients you've worked on. All right. So I came to the States. So I'm originally Brazilian. I came to the States about three and a half years ago. Came here to do Miami at school. I had a, I was going to school in Brazil. I had the opportunity to come here, kind of just dropped everything and, and ran to the States and never went back. Uh, did my two years of Miami at school here in Miami. First year was amazing. I met some great people that I still like worked with to this day and really great connections. I was able to work on uh, projects that became my babies. Um Second year, I was able to go uh, do an internship advice in Vienna. And then at the end of the year, I did an internship at Ogilvy, Miami. Both very different experiences. I really liked it. I, I loved advice in terms of getting to know how agency really works in terms of the structure. And I was able to participate on photo shoots or work on social campaigns. Really hands-on. And then all of in Miami was was really cool. I, I got the opportunity to work with KFC, Starbucks, and Starbucks was one of the most cool clients just because we were working on the summer campaign. And when summer hit, um, saw I saw it all live in the store, um, so that was really cool. It, seeing it live <laughs> for the first time. 
yeah, that, that was really, really amazing. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much where I am. And then last year, I just freelanced the heck out of it, you know. <laughs> now, what are you looking for in your next role? Now, I even though I like the freelance life and like the freedom it gives you, you know, you gotta like you can adjust everything. I do want to get a full time job, you know, like I want to have the like full on experience from an agency, and I'm eager to to get them, you know, like been applying and everything. Um, so yeah, I've been trying to to find this this junior art director position, and I'm I'm, I'm at it. <laughs> are you are you looking at any? certain type of agencies are pretty open to what the agency you know looks like as long as hopefully it's a full-time job uh i tend to lean towards just the uh, independent agencies just because i i i like better how the structure works in terms of like hierarchy and the bureaucracy to get to like your your idea approved right if you have like so many layers it's so hard to get out there so my focus is obviously on independent uh, agencies, but I'm open, you know, like you can't, beggars can be choosers. <laughs> Just That's tough, like that. <laughs> what are some of your, your better qualities? Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a multi-faceted uh, like designer and art director. I can adjust really well. Um, when people ask me what's like your, your spirit animal, I, I say I'm a chameleon <laughs> for that, as weird as it sounds, but <laughs> I'm pretty, I, I adjust pretty well to, to the, my surroundings and, and the environment that I'm in. So just something that I need to learn. I'll tell you, like, I know, but I'll, I'll spend like 12 to 15 hours on YouTube trying to figure, master that, that tool and, and I'll do it, you know? So I'm I really a go-getter. I'm always like trying to learn. I love researching. So I'm always sitting down and just reading trend reports. I, I simply love that um i i I think um i don't know it's so weird to talk about yourself you know you're doing Um, great i see that i mean you you wear clearly a lot of hats you're a you're a photographer graphic designer you can also do ui and ux design you know motion graphics i know you just said clearly you're a go-getter and and you just watch 12 hours worth of youtube but how (laughs) else do you kind of teach yourself all of these things Sorry, what was the question? Because how do you, you know, teach yourself these things or how do you find new things you want to learn that ultimately well, I'm, I'm always I'm always on top of what's going on and I, I love innovation and technology. So whatever, whenever there's like a new uh, feature on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter, I'm like, oh, okay, this is how, what's going on right now. Okay, let me figure out how this works. So I've worked with uh, Adobe AR. Uh, I'm currently learning a 3D tool for a uh, website, uh, which it's kind of like a hard thing to learn, <laughs> but it's fun. Uh, honestly, it's it's super fun. And, and yeah, I think uh, the more you practice, the, the better you get at it. And of course, uh, I have people that I can bounce off. So if I'm not understanding something, I'm going to go and I'm going to ask and, and figure out how, how to approach it. And sometimes there there's a certain way to do it and I always like to do my way in, in that sense but uh, and sometimes I I kind of like fall flat <laughs> but you learn from your mistakes <laughs> exactly as long as you're willing to to learn and and then the yes. next time do it a little differently or figure out how to do it that's all that, that really matters definitely <laughs> you have a favorite project that you've worked on oh yes um so they're not real projects in respect, right. uh, but I still love them as, as if they were real. And at some point I do want them to become real. 
Uh, I'll speak to to Spot by Spotify. So this is a project that I worked with a copywriter from Spain, Patty. Shout out to her, whatever you are right now. <laughs> um, so when I was in Vienna doing my internship, um, came to the conclusion that us as millennials and Gen Zers, we we do travel a lot, or at least we used to, but we never really paid attention to to what surrounds us in terms of history, right? And I remember my mom always telling me that whenever I traveled to a different city, you have to go to the museums, you have to get to know the history of that place, right? Because otherwise you're kind of just missing the point of of traveling to new places, right? Um, And from that insight, uh, we came to this idea that we want to, how do make people, the younger generation, learn more about the history surrounding them while they travel, right? So the the tool that we found was to okay let's use uh, Spotify which is a platform widely used uh, and especially in the European market as opposed to just uh, uh, Apple Music here in the states and with that we we partnered up with Google AR which is a technology that Google has that it pretty much scans images objects uh, monuments and it can tell you oh okay so this is the Eiffel Tower right so. I think it was around the time that Spotify had just come out with the the QR code scanning thing. So we partnered up with that. We partnered up both technologies, and the idea there was to create like a tour guide, right? While you're in the city, you see how oh, the Eiffel Tower. Cool. Let me take a photo. It tells you what it is, but not the uh, boring Wikipedia explanation. Of what is the Eiffel Tower? More of like more in depth and cool, like little nuggets that you wouldn't just find on Wikipedia, right? And it would use uh, deep learning. So the more you feed the technology, the more you would you would learn, and the, the better it would get over time. So that was still one of my favorite projects out there. Uh, it's definitely wanna I wanna get I wanna get it to be done. I think it's really cool. Yes, there's definitely like some tweaks that we have to do now at this this times that we're living in. But uh, yeah, and then the other project that I, I am very uh, passionate about is Google Pitch, which is uh, my second project that I did in school. Uh, again, I was working with Patty and Valentina. Uh, as a, she's another art director. And the, the project was for a Can Lion Brief. Um, we didn't win, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, we got a lot of uh, cool things from it and just a learning experience. Um, for this project, the idea was how can you connect uh, an audience with the technology in a way that wasn't feasible uh, three years ago, and that's back in 2018. Uh, so the idea there, we did like a lot of research, and uh, we we decided to target kids with the autism spectrum disorder, uh, especially, uh, especially the ones that have um, hypersensitivity to sound. What happens to those kids is that um, whenever there's too much going on in terms of sounds in the ambience, they go into a crisis, right? And the solutions that parents have for the most part, they either like muffle the sound that they're uh, listening to, or they would they take them out of the equation, right? Take them out of like the public space so they wouldn't suffer. But through research and, and talking to doctors and everything, we, we realized that that wasn't a solution that it was um, was good for the kids, right? If you're taking them out of right. that equation of being in public, you kind of create this, this this discrepancy between like what's the real world and what's not. So the idea was to use um, uh, AI 
in the powered air airbuds, right? So what would do is that you would tr- take those uh, disorganized informations as they perceived, and it would organize them into sound waves, more harmonic frequencies. And that would compare with an app that you could always like adjust, like, oh, so this is how there, there's, there would be different modes uh, if you're in the nighttime, if you're in the daytime. And I think for me, the, the, the reason why I love this project so much, even though, and I do want to do it uh, in the long run, I know it's not as cheap as a Spotify thing. <laughs> uh, it's just how, how we came to the conclusion, how we, the solution that we wanted to do, right? We did all this research and then when we circled back and, and it kind of went back to like an experience that I had lived through. So it's really cool to see this, like, oh, you can go like super far away, but at the end it kind of like, ties back to something that you already lived on with you already lived or someone next to you. So it's like that you're to the point is uh, solutions are really close to home, right? You don't have to like go that far. You really just have to like pivot and see um, how it adjusts to what you, what you want to do? Uh, those are really two of my favorite spec projects. Uh, and then last year was, was awesome. I got to work on this branding project for, friend of mine um he's a personal trainer he's launching his own uh, clothing brand and it's just really nice to work with a friend in terms of like how close you can get and how much detail you get in terms of branding so the name of the brand is Rothman he's he's in the launching process we're, we're and it's just cool because right now we're in the point where we're picking up the the, the clothing and like the material and all that it's just like feels really close so that's another project that I, I, I'm enjoying a lot uh, doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love those first two because they, they're just both one really smart ideas, but they come from, you know, a true insight, which all great work does. You know, just a super simple human problem or solution and, and finding out how to, how to fix it. So both really nice. And then there's nothing like helping out a friend and you get <laughs> so much more creative freedom at the same time too. They're like, I trust you. I just need you to help me do it all. And that's when you can really have fun and like really actually flex your creative muscles and come up with like, you know, maybe things that some clients usually wouldn't buy because, you know, it's, it's someone who trusts you and you have the opportunity to do something a little bit more that's you know a little bit more out there. No, definitely. Definitely. And that's what's cool about uh, freelancing and working with the friend is that, like you said, you get to wear a lot of hats, right? So I'm on account, I'm on, the, the like producing and design everything so it's really cool to have this like whole agency scope in a smaller scale totally you mentioned in your portfolio that you like creative chaos what, yes. what kind of chaos <laughs> so it's kind of weird you know like my my mind just you know how I think everyone's mind kind of does it but my mind just goes like diverges everywhere right and I think I take that that creativity that chaos and I transform into creativity right so I have to pull back uh to kind of like you know like in school uh, I always make this reference like in school it's always you know like la la land there's no budget there's nothing you can just think and everything is done like that you know like magic and then when you come to the real world you face this client you have to like okay let me (laughs) let me pull back a little bit and see what I can do and I think just because my mind is like out there everywhere i think uh this is where my creativity like seems from right like pulling back those 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 little strings of thoughts and and creativity and, and organizing them in, into a flow of ideas <laughs> yeah and there's there's a lot of chaos and i'm sure you yeah. know I'm freelance <laughs> when you go 
full time too, hopefully soon after this. There's just mm-hmm. a lot to deal with. And it's, you know, you have the the corporate politics, but you also have multiple briefs at the same time. And then there are rebriefs and their projects go under production. You know, you're juggling a lot at the same time. So being able to handle that chaos is a really important skill that you know some people can't, but if you're able to handle it, it really, you know, helps the trajectory of your career. Yes, no, definitely. I am one of those people that have a hundred thousand tabs open on the computer. <laughs> it <could be laughs> I need everything super <laughs> I try to keep my desktop as organized as possible, but you know, like at some point he's like there's so much going on, but but among the chaos, I, I still find my ways, you know, when uh, your your room used to be a mess and your mom would like come and fix it and now you don't know anything, like you don't know any like where stuff went. Before it was disorganized, but you knew where everything right. was. <laughs> exactly. And and you also wrote on your portfolio you're a big time GIF user. What's your yes. obsession of GIFs? I don't know. It's just like this way of communicating is just so much uh, better, so much more fun. I, quality or not, uh, I love like being sarcastic. So that my mom thinks it's not a really a good quality trait. Uh, I do think it is. So um, I think it's just like you can express so much more with GIFs as opposed to with just sports. Uh, I love it. Uh, I love. I used to create a lot of gifs, and uh, I have. I stopped a little bit. I should go back to it. But uh, but yeah, I just just love communicating through gifs, and it's kind of nice to see like the other person reacting to it, right? Like if someone like talks the same language, it's just a whole different language that you can be talking with someone too. Yeah, I, I love them too. If you look at my text conversations, it's all like just speaking <laughs> in in gifs or memes the entire yeah, time. It's great, so and they're fun to use. And if you yeah, don't have definitely. Type and you can just use those. Why not? Yeah, saves a lot of time too. <laughs> exactly. The last question for me is: if there's like a, a dream agency client or brand you want to give a little shout out to. Oof, oh, that's a good question. Um, let me think. Well, I would love um, to work with Google. Honestly, a company itself uh and spotify honestly of course those two projects that i want to have them produce uh-huh. they're <laughs> kind of like the same uh company obviously um agency wise even though i said i was looking for um what's it called like independent uh of course the big names they're out there you know and um i'd love to you know to get the, the my foot at the door like wine and candy and yeah that's a big big dream um yeah and yeah that's, that's pretty much awesome good answer can't, can't <laughs> get on that one um that's it. you know thanks so much for for doing something like this being able to put yourself out there no thank you thank you so much for having me in the in the um, bouncing back <laughs> yeah of course what's the best way for people to get in touch with you uh you can either email me uh at gomez so it's g-o-m-e-s c-o-e-l-h-o dot s-o-f-i-a at gmail.com so it's my last name and first name or you can just um, text me uh, i'm always available on the phone it's uh, 786-299-3979 and yeah if you want to find me on instagram or anywhere i'm, I'm available <laughs> awesome and when we post this i'll put your linkedin info and all of that stuff so people know know exactly where to go all right perfect Great. Thanks so much. That's a wrap for the 94th episode of Bouncing Back. You know, anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, 
have them shoot me an email at malow930 at gmail.com or check out the availlist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work in the ad industry. And now you can check out all these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back in Advertising. Thanks so much. Thank you.